3: For those of you watching on the stream, can you tell I have two collies? Oh, my gosh. Fur everywhere. Everywhere. It's like you. Sometimes you can walk. You know, if you're just wearing your socks and you walk across the floor of my house, it looks like you got fur feet. Sometimes they're like, I got more fur on me than you guys got. Those doggies. But by golly, I love them. Uh, Welcome back to the program. The G.S. Plumbing Talk Line 800-905-0989. The Common Center Retirement Planning Text Line 71307. Of course, I'd love to chat with you this afternoon. So, I'm sorry. Uh, Will, Will, i got a question for you. What is the worst thing New Yorkers say? What what do you say the worst thing about um, illegal immigrants and the homeless people? What is the worst thing about that to New Yorkers? What's the worst thing? If, if they had to list what was the absolute worst thing about the
1: homeless population and, and, and the and the homeless immigrant
3: population, what what do you think the worst thing is?
1: You know, I would say the biggest thing for me, and it's 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 very much a, a specific kind of uh, hope, like the hey man, you got blah blah blah. Oh man, you just got the, like like take for instance, I went downtown not too long ago and saw a guy, and you know I don't have any cash on me or right. anything, and so. Um, you know, and I mean, I was tapped at the moment because it was like right after the holidays. So, uh, you know, this guy's like, hey, man, can you spare this or that? And I'm yeah. like, hey, man, look, I just really, I don't have it right, right now. Right, right. And so then I come out and, you know, I got a coffee because I went to Starbucks and I used my Starbucks app and scanned and he's like, you know, oh, man, and he's just still trying, like, he's basically yeah. trying to guilt trip me. Yeah. And it's like. So the aggressive panhandling. Yeah, yeah. Would I, I would
3: say that's that's probably the worst. But that's not it. That that's not what New Yorkers say. The worst part is the worst part for New Yorkers is the diarrhea streams. That's the worst part. Uh, which you know, speaking Yorkers, of I California, I mean, yeah. Yeah. so New Yorkers are sick and tired of it. Um, uh, being a New Yorker isn't all, you know, Tony award-winning shows on Broadway and, uh, things like that. They are having to deal right now with an increasing homeless population. Many of these people, I mean, it's not
1: only the homeless, it's also the illegal immigrant homeless. And it's funny you mention that because I have seen that here. It's something that I, I don't see often. Yeah. Uh, but I have over towards like the Poe Mill community. Right. Um, There's a guy down there, and I I can't remember. I couldn't get, but, I mean, he's obviously, he's got some, like, you know, mental things. You know, he's got a lot that he probably needs to work through there. Uh, But, I mean, I remember one time I was driving deliveries down there, and, I mean, just this guy on the side of the road, you know, Relieving himself. Handling his business, yeah. Are.
3: Yeah, that's, and if we don't put a handle on, uh, well, if we don't get a handle on it, um, it's, it's going to get even worse. But it is so bad in New York City. In fact, listen to this. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, well, first of all, let's go to the border because um, Senator Langford is saying there's going to be no movement on the border wall this week. And this is a huge issue in this election. It is a massive issue. Issue. In fact, like Nancy May said, and I agree, this is the number one issue in this election. Charlemagne the God is even saying that black people are leaving the Democrat Party in droves, or at least they're turning back on the, their backs on the Democrat Party in this election because of immigration. Now, remember, as long as it was confined to Brownsville and Eagle Pass and Yuma, it was okay. That's all right. No big deal. But Once it started hitting Brooklyn, and it, it went over into Manhattan, and once it started hitting Chicago, then it became a problem. And these were the people that were saying, hey, we're sanctuary cities. And look, even Martha's Vineyard, when Governor DeSantis sent those illegal aliens up there, did they welcome them with open arms? Of course they didn't. They put them on buses and had them out there in less than 48 hours. That quickly. They didn't want them in their community. They want them in your community. They want them here. Well, we just uh, told you a couple of weeks ago about the, the, the buses pulling up over there on White Horse Road, offloading illegal immigrants into our community. And what does local law enforcement say about it? Well, nothing we can do about it. I mean, nothing you can do about it. Something's got to be done about this. Every city is a border city. Every town is a border town. Every state is a border state. And it's just going to get worse. You know how bad it is right now? Canada. Canada is looking at extra border measures for asylum seekers from Mexico. Canada is weighing a number of measures to prevent Mexican nationals from flying into the country to request asylum. That, according to a top official after Quebec's premier said earlier this week, that the lack of visa requirements for Mexican travelers meant more refugees were arriving By plane. Oh, remember, if you go to Canada from Mexico, you don't need a visa. Well, that's lovely. Two ministers are looking for the appropriate way to ensure that people who arrive from Mexico arrive for the appropriate reasons and that this doesn't become sort of a side door to get access to Canada. We're looking at a number of measures that would, in fact, put us in position uh, to what... uh, to have done what's necessary to ensure these flights directly from Mexico do become sort of an indirect way to get access to Canada to claim asylum. Well, that's exactly, here's what I think we ought to do. At the border, we ought to put up a sign, put up signs all along the border that says United States, 4,000 miles, and just have it all along the way so these people all go right on up into Canada. That's what we need. But even Canada, so there was a couple down in Charleston. And I'll never forget this story. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was unbelievable. So they decided when Donald Trump became president that they were going to leave the United States. They were going to leave the United States because they did not like Donald Trump's border policy. Okay? So they were going to leave. And they did. And you kind of got to give them props for that because they said they were going to leave, and they did leave. So they went and they moved to Canada. Because they did not like Donald Trump's border policy. So then it's, and of course, this was the post and courier writing about this, right? Uh, so in, in the story by the Post and Courier, they said that these two this couple, they had to prove that they had a job lined up in Canada. They had to prove they each had at least15,000 dollars in the bank. They had to pass, a background check they had to prove that they spoke the English language folks Canada's immigration system is more stringent than anything that Donald Trump proposed more more stringent i mean the US, they had to show up in Canada with a job secured they had to show up in Canada with money in the bank and they were complaining about Donald Trump's Immigration policies? Oh, my word. Those little hypocrites. Well, that's basically all the left is. Hypocrites. When we get back, more socialism in New York. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. I forgot I turned my mic off. New York City Mayor Adams uh, is going. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you what. You got to move out of the cities, y'all. Everybody across America, y'all need to abandon anybody that's got any common sense about them, needs to get out of those cities. Man, I've been. uh, We got some uh, more uh, homesteaders coming up uh, later on this week, going to be talking to a great a set of homesteaders, and they, with just two acres, they are as self-sufficient as they can be. I mean, yeah, they depend on on other people for some things, but, boy, they are absolutely amazing. These homesteaders, they got the right idea. Get you a couple acres, get out of the city, become as self-sufficient as you can possibly be because the cities are going to collapse. The cities, what was that movie? What was that movie? Escape from what is escape from New York? Is that what it was with Snake Plitzkin? Snake Plit?
1: Yeah, uh, escape from New York, and then there was New- also escape from L.A. So, L.A. and New York were the prisons. Yeah, yeah, those those where they. I agree. Prison cities. I think that
3: should happen. Let's just go ahead and, and build a wall around those cities: New York, Chicago, uh, Chicago L.A., just uh, Oakland. Let's just build a wall around them, and everybody else go about their lives peacefully. How good would that be? Oh, my word. We already know it would make great cinema. So yeah, exactly right. So anyway, Mayor Eric Adams is set to cancel two billion dollars in medical debt for low income residents of New York. Two billion dollars. Nearly 500,000, half a million New Yorkers are going to benefit from this $18 million scheme to forgive their unpaid medical debt. Now, that is just going to be $18 million initially. They're going to build on that up to the total of $2 billion to forgive medical debt in New York. Do you think? So if you were, just imagine, you were living in New York and you heard that the mayor was going to do that. How would you? I mean, where's that money coming from? That's your money. That's your money. They're paying this stuff with. They're gonna just give it away. Good grief! So, and here's the thing: they always do. And I love this because this this it really is the the same on two different issues. Number one, we've got to do something about medical cost. We've got to do something about the cost of, of medicine. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, We'll make sure we got the volume up on uh, on the stream there, uh, please. So, when they talk about doing something about the cost of medical treatment, about the cost of pharmaceutical companies, here's what they never do: they never go to the source. They never go to the people who are billing you. My wife, well, my wife had a little uh, procedure done not long ago. wasn't anything major. Had a little procedure went went out. And we started getting these bills in, and we got this bill. It was like $480-something, around $490, okay? And we paid that bill, you know, because this was earlier last year. We hadn't met our deductible yet, so we paid that bill. Well, a few weeks later, we got this, a bill for the same amount, the same amount of money, and the same description was on that bill. So my wife called and she said, wait a minute, I think I've already paid this. And the person said, no, no, you didn't. You haven't paid that yet. She said, yes, this is. And and she showed them where where it was. And the guy goes, oh, I see what happened. They recoded the bill. They recoded that bill. And when they. So let's say it was. I don't know. I don't know. I used to know all of these codes because I worked in Medicare for a while. Um, But let's say the code was nine three one eight they changed it to a 9319 basically the same procedure with maybe something else added to it but since they recoded it they build her again our healthcare system is not working well and and what Donald Trump wanted when he was president he wanted hospitals he wanted you to be able to get a a um a price from a hospital so you call up, you know, you call up Will's Hospital and say, hey, is this Will's Hospital? Yeah. Uh, look, I'm getting into, uh, looking to getting a knee replacement surgery. Yeah. $15,000? Uh, okay. All right. Thank you. So then you call Matthew's Hospital. Hey, this is Matthew's Hospital. Hey, I'm looking at getting a knee replacement surgery. Hey, uh, it's a good thing you called. We are going to be doing knee replacement surgeries for $10,000 this week. Hey, book me. But they can't do you can't even call a hospital and find out the cost of a medical procedure. And then you get all of these endless bills. And you can't keep up, and that's what they want. They know you're not going to be able to keep up with that because they know you're good people and you pay your bills and you try to pay them on time. So, you know, you slide another little recode bill and slide it out to you and hope that you get some money back. That's a scam. But the Democrats never go to these hospitals. They never go to these big, you know, corporate hospitals and say, hey, guys, you know, uh, people out there can't afford their medical bills. Uh, what you going to do about it? Hey, why don't, you, why don't you cut some of the salaries of your top administrative staff? Why don't why doesn't the president of your hospital or the CEO, rather, why don't they take a little bit of a pay cut? Why don't you actually, and I, and I tell this story, too, I, I, I hurt my knee. This has been years and years ago. Hurt my knee. Went to an orthopedist. He gave me a brace to put on my knee. It was $90. $90 for this brace. That night, I was in Walmart, and I saw the same brace that I was wearing on my knee for $20. But because it came from the hospital or it came from the orthopedist, It was $90. Same exact brace. Folks, I checked it. It was the same serial number, the same model number, the same size, the same everything. And you can't tell me that that's justified anywhere. If Walmart can buy those braces at that kind of a discount, so can our our orthopedist. Ridiculous. It really is. But you got that. And then you've got, you know, you've got all these people that are taking out these college loans. Nobody's talking about to the colleges about reducing their tuition, are they? That never comes up in the conversation. No, we just want to pay these people's uh, uh, school loans off. Why don't you call up a college president and say, hey, hey, are you really worth a million and a half dollars a year? There's a little tiny arts college down in Savannah called SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. Little tiny little thing. Itty bitty. The president of that college makes a million dollars a year, a million. And they pass that on to the students. That is ridiculous. It really is. But, hey, what can you expect? The government's not going to do anything about it. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Earlier in the program and yesterday, I asked you to call your uh, state representatives about one thing. Now, this was last night. I asked you to call them about not not appointing James Smith into a judgeship here in South Carolina. This man is a radical leftist. We've got a couple of other things that I would like to you, uh, another call to action. Also, tell your state representative to vote no. On H4700, that is no, on H4700, this is a bill that would basically do what Nikki Haley wants to do, and that was have people register to be on social media. Uh, No, that's a little bit of an invasion of privacy. There's another bill for your senator here in South Carolina. I'm not talking about Lindsey Graham, not talking about Tim Scott. I'm talking about your state senator. That is the hate crimes bill that they're going to be looking at uh coming up uh and I'm not sure it'll be in the next couple of days but you need to get in touch with them and tell them to shoot this thing down no 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 uh, Josh Kimbrell said it was dead in the water uh so if you want to know how to get in touch with your state representative here in South Carolina text SC rep S C rep R E P to seventy one three zero seven, you will get a text showing you exactly how to do that. We'll talk to Don in Powdersville. Don, did you contact your state representative?
5: Yes, I did, Charlie. Thank, yes, thanks. Yes, To you and the SC reps. Um, yeah, my representatives are Thomas uh, Thomas Beach and uh, Richard Cash. Richard Cash right. got to be, back to me personally and said that he would not be supporting uh, Judge Smith, but an answering service capital for or in Columbia for uh, Thomas Beach said that they could not say whether he would support uh, the judge or not. And I, I asked her it she received a lot of calls. She said she had. I said at some point, if he's beholden to the constituents, he would let you or someone else know what his stance is yeah. on Judge Smith. And she had, had no idea. No, uh, but a... she did tell me yeah. that, uh, that that he's not running unopposed he is running against uh, a guy named judge justin williams right which i don't know much about nobody uh, so knows much about
3: nobody knows much about justin uh williams but here's the but thing we do we know a lot about, about so james smith too. yeah we know a lot correct, about james correct. smith
5: so but i told her the fact that he can't that uh, richard i mean not richard but, um uh, thomas beach cannot tell us okay two are running but he's still not telling us that he's not opposing uh, Judge Smith is, is problematic.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's a shame because Thomas Beach is one of the most conservative members of our state house. And, uh, and I certainly hope he doesn't hope. Uh, vote against. Him. Yeah, let's hope. Fingers crossed. Don, I appreciate you uh, calling Thanks. in this afternoon. Also talked about medical costs this afternoon. Bob is in try on Bob. Tell us about your medical cost story, pal.
5: Well, you're only going up one tree and there are two trees in this medical cost. That is the cost of insurance. These people pay millions. uh, Small practice, okay? We have one here in Tryon. They pay a million five in insurance against medical malpractice.
3: Malpractice, right.
5: You know, it's it's the legal legal industry that uh, is really driving up the cost.
3: Yeah, and that's why we also need tort reform here in South Carolina. We got to stop all these frivolous lawsuits. We got to stop all this ambulance chasing that we got going on out there, right? Loser pays. Yeah. I, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. From Neil Bort's mouth <laughs> to God's ears. I appreciate it, Bob. Thank you so much. And he's right. Also, by the way, just got a report uh, that that Thomas Beach is going to be opposing. Judge Smith for a judgeship, a circuit court judgeship here in South Carolina. That is good news. Just got that text moments ago. In fact, uh, they say every member of the Freedom Caucus is going to be opposing this judge. So that is very good news. But again, don't let up. Also tomorrow, the Senate is going to be debating constitutional carry here in South Carolina. This bill will probably not be voted on until Thursday at the earliest, but there will be a, a discussion um, tomorrow. They're going to be debating it tomorrow in in Columbia. Um, constitutional carry. How about that? More on hospital costs. Mike is an in Inman. Mike, tell us your story, pal.
5: Well, I am uh, retired. I'm on Medicare, plus
0: I'm a disabled veteran, so also I have VA insurance. Mm -hmm. And whenever I have to go to the hospital for an emergency or anything like that, they will ask me, do I want to file this under Medicare or VA? And I always tell them VA, because when
3: VA pays, they can't send me a bill. They have to accept whatever VA sends them, pay them full. But what the hospital has been doing here about the past year they have been filed under my Medicare. Then they will send me a bill for the rest. Right. But I have to get on the phone and just constantly just beat them up and down about it. Hey, you filed this under Medicare. It should have been filed under VA. But they do that because the VA actually pays less than Medicare. But yeah. they're not allowed to come after me for the balance. Right. Right. See, I, and I appreciate it, Mike. See, this thing, because I worked in, used to work in Medicare um, with the Travelers Insurance Company, and we handled railroad Medicare, and it was a very interesting job. Um, and, and I used to be, I, I worked in claims processing, and then I also worked in customer service. There's a thing called assignment, okay? And I don't know if the laws have changed, because this has been, I mean, my gosh, I was just, what, this has been 80... 586 maybe laws might have changed but there used to be a little box on your medicare form that said do you accept assignment yes or no so here's here's the way it works um let's say a, you get a your doctor charges you <clears throat> $200 for a procedure that's the charge from your doctor but medicare only approves $100 of that procedure. Then Medicare pays 80% of that $100. So out of that $200 bill, Medicare will only pay 80% of the uh, of what Medicare allows, and you're stuck with the rest. In this case, it would be another $120. But if the doctor accepts assignment, then the doctor accepts that $100. And you would only be on the hook for $20 of that bill. And here's the thing. If a doctor accepts assignment for one patient, one patient, he has to accept assignment for all the patients the entire year. Or at least he had to. And again, laws have probably changed. And I was never more happy than when a doctor said, you're a real jerk, Charlie. Because he had checked the box for assignment. Because this guy was overcharging patients. Oh my goodness. It was hideous. What he was doing to these Medicare recipients. Absolutely awful. What he was doing. That was I really enjoyed that job. Really did. Okay. There is a recording out. There's a recording out. Of Arizona Republican Party Chairman. Jeff DeWitt. Now. What the RNC needs to do is they need to snatch a knot in Jeff DeWitt's rear end. This guy has been caught on tape offering Carrie Lake a bribe to drop out of the Senate race. Now, he wasn't, he wasn't offering her the bribe, so to speak. He was the messenger He was the guy that said there were some folks back east that wanted Carrie Lake to drop out of this race. And he wanted to know what her number was. How much would it take? He said, yeah, we'll pay you. They'll pay you this. And then you just kind of lay low for a couple of years and then you do your thing. Carrie Lake said she could not be bought. I'm going to, if I can, because this video is a little bit hard to hear. And there might be some expletives in it. I'm trying to edit this thing as quickly as I possibly can or find an edited copy of it so that I can let you hear this. But again, Arizona Republican Party Chair Jeff DeWitt was caught on secret recording trying to bribe Carrie Lake not to run for the Senate. He said there are very powerful people who want to keep you out. Lake was asked to name her number. Just say a number, he said. Then you can take a pause for a couple of years. You can go right back to what you're doing. She said it's not about the money. It's about our country. Good for her. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie. This guy needs to go to jail. Period. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Uh, The New Hampshire primary going on right now. Um, Let me just see if we've got any any last-minute polls that have come in. Probably not, but let's see. Nope, Trump still leading this thing by 22 points. Haley's got 38. That's according to the Boston Globe-Suffolk. Uh, let's see, uh, New Hampshire, this is the Trafalgar group. This is, uh, Haley's group there. Uh, Trump plus 22. Now, Nikki Haley did win the Dixville notch vote last night at midnight. This is a little tiny district up there in New Hampshire. It's only got six people in it, (laughs) six people. And they all voted for Nikki Haley. So that was, uh, that was very, very interesting. But a lot of people are showing up. One guy showed up to vote for Donald Trump. He was going to vote for Nikki Haley uh, this morning when he got up. But then when he got to the polls, he was like, you know what? This thing is over. There's no need in even um, uh, 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 casting my vote for her. He, so he voted for Donald Trump. And there was a first-time voter today. Got First-time young kid. First time he ever voted. He voted for Donald Trump, and that's, um, I tell you, it's just, it's not going to be a good thing, and a lot of people are wondering why. Why is this? Why is this? Well, I, I got a good reason why people don't trust Nikki Haley.
4: I would not run if President Trump ran. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. I will not, not now, not ever, support raising the gas tax. Let's increase the gas tax by 10 cents over the next three years. A huge issue that I'll deal with as soon as I get there is social media. They need to verify every single person on their outlet because, and I want it by name. I never said government should go and require anyone's name. I think China's been a really great friend of ours. Yes, I view China as an enemy. That was um, not what I intended to say. I do not think we need to pull money from the UN. The UN, the only thing is we would defund the UN as much as possible.
3: When a 12 year old child in this country, assigned female at birth, says, actually I feel more comfortable living as a boy, what should
2: the law allow the response to be?
4: Well, I think the law should stay out of it and I think parents should handle it. I think there should be federal involvement. You should not have any gender altering anything done to a child before the age of 18.
3: So, um, I mean, so the big question here is. Which Nikki Haley are you voting for? Because, I mean, you see two of them right there very, very clearly. I mean, and this is the same woman that said that that, uh, that that Hillary Clinton was an inspiration to her. Well, how do we know that? Because she did. She said it in an audio book. She said it on interviews. She said that they went that she and a friend of hers went to an event at Furman. I thought it was a Furman. I think it was Furman. It was a a, a women's uh, symposium. And she watched Hillary Clinton speak. And when she left that speech here in Greenville, she decided that she was going to run for office. And then she went further than that to say she had to decide whether or not she was a Republican or a Democrat at the time. Well, have you decided yet, Nikki? Obviously, there's still a lot of questions going on in your mind. So if you really want to know the reason. Oh, and by the way, we told you this a little bit earlier in in the program. Of all the people, they, they, they did a survey of all the people who were voting for Nikki Haley. Now, these were Nikki Haley supporters. They were definitely going to vote for Nikki Haley. Zero percent, zero percent thought that Nikki Haley could beat Joe Biden in the general election. But almost 100 percent said that they wanted Nikki Haley to stop Trump. So, again, this isn't about saying, oh, we love Nikki Haley. Oh, we love her policies. Oh, Nikki Haley is the future. I don't care what Judge Judy says. Oh, Nikki Haley is the future. None of them really believe that. They just want her to beat Trump. Hell, they want anybody to beat Trump for whatever reason. And and I love when Nikki Haley, you know, uh, she was over on Fox News and she said, oh, I voted for Donald Trump twice. Oh, did you? Because why? Because he was the right president then. Oh my goodness. Let's take a listen to that little clip.
4: No, I don't get out if I lose today. I mean, first of all, again, I'm gonna say this. We've had 56,000 people vote for Donald Trump and you're gonna say that's what the country wants. That's not what the country wants. We're gonna have New Hampshire vote today. They deserve to have the power of their voice said. I have won South Carolina twice. Do they support Trump? Of course they do. I voted for Trump twice. I think he was the right president at the right time. I don't think he's the right president going forward. There's a difference between support and where he- So what's the difference?
3: What I, I mean if if we ever needed this country turned around, it's now more than ever. I think that's that's what the sign should read. Make America great again now, more than ever. Or now more than ever, make America great again because what the people in this administration have done is they have sent us right down the toilet in every single aspect of our lives, right down the toilet. You know it. I know it. Nikki Haley knows it. Her friends at the World Economic Forum, they know it. They just don't want Well, thing is, they don't want to stop it. We'll be right back. It's The Charlie James Show News Talk 989 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Final hour, coming up next.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.